0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Uncommon Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Noah Weiss, and I'm excited to be joined today by the newly selected ADs for Christ president and the associate vice president and chief operating officer at the University of North Texas, Dr. Connor Smith. Prior to his recent transition to North Texas in January of this year, Connor was the director of athletics at Dallas Baptist University for eight years and helped lead the Patriots to their first ever Division II national championship when the women's golf team won the title in 2021. Dr. Smith, I pre- really appreciate your time today. I
1: hey know thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. And Dr. Smith, I want to center our conversation today around your recent transition to North Texas. For a lot of young professionals in the industry, it's hard for them to know when is the right time to take a job transition or to know which job opportunities are the right Fit for them. So, with that, before we get into the recent transition phase of your career, I do want to talk about your 12 years working in the Dallas Baptist Athletic Department. What led you to have such patience over the course of your time at DBU as you climbed the ladder to the Director of Athletics position?
1: Yeah, that one's a that one's a unique one. Um, you know, I I went to school at DBU. I went there in 2005 to to play golf and then never left. Um, and you know, through my experience, my life-changing experience there, through relationships and friendships that I had built with uh, leaders on campus, coaches, athletics administrators, uh, a position was extended to me uh, right uh, right after graduation. And, um, you know, long story short, after working in a few different departments uh, on campus with um, what I would consider some of the greatest uh, mm-hmm. leaders in, in higher education uh, or for any organization that I've been mm-hmm. around um, was extended an opportunity uh, to be an interim athletic director at uh, the ripe age of 26 years old, mm-hmm. uh, you know, not knowing what in the world I was doing uh, other than showing up to work every day, building authentic relationships and mm-hmm. and working uh, working as hard as I could. And mm-hmm. so, um, <clears throat> you know, a, a some could say that you know a twenty six year old has no business uh, being an athletic director with a division one baseball program and mm-hmm. fourteen division two sports, uh, but I would consider myself um, undeserving but but very fortunate and lucky mm. to be extended that opportunity by by a few of individuals that I would call mm. uh, my role models today and heroes and champions in my life. Mm. Um, and so um, the patience piece of that, I think i I don't know if it was. Patience or more, uh, just being provided a, an opportunity that's, that's very uncommon. Um, and just trying to do my very best, uh, and build relationships, um, and strive to, uh, to produce Transformational experiences to our student athletes, like I had when I was a student athlete, mm-hmm. and so my my story is kind of DBU yeah. uh, and what that university produces or strives to produce, and my life was changed there, forever changed there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not sure if if it was a patience deal. Yeah. It was uh, it was uh, just a really unique, fortunate yeah. situation, and um, you know wouldn't wouldn't trade for anything in the world.
0: That's amazing, Dr. Smith. And I, I think it's really unique, as you mentioned, that you spent your undergrad as well as your a, a large part of your career thus far at DBU and and really just that consistency. And, and truly, um, for our listeners, I think so often they, they can think that, you know, you have to be uh, continuously going to different universities, different experiences are, are so valuable, and oftentimes we value that. Um, but it's hard to, as you mentioned, to look past the value of relationships and certainly you built those uh, relationships that have lasted at dbu and it it really did um, certainly assist in in you reaching those heights at that university And, and dr smith kind of on that note you had the unique opportunity of being the director of athletics at your alma mater as you mentioned share with us just what those eight years at the helm meant to you and for your career as a whole
1: yeah it was personal Right. I mean, I, I, as I mentioned earlier, I mean, my life was changed uh, by that university and from the people at DBU. Um, I mean, a countless number of individuals, we don't have the time but I could yeah. just, you know, name several of them. Mm. Um, but being able to serve at a place that, you know, help shape and transform your life. Uh, it, it, it is personal. And so I think the passion, um, You know, what I would wake up every morning looking forward to um, is trying to build that athletic department into Mm -hmm. the best athletic department that it could possibly be. And, of course, you know, many failures and mistakes and roadblocks Mm -hmm. and barriers, et cetera, along the way. Yeah. But getting to serve uh, at your alma mater um, is, is a it mm-hmm. was a dream come true. I mean, I, I'd never envisioned that I would ever work in higher education. One, um, you know, in many years, if you would have asked, I would have said, I still don't know what I want to do when I grow up. Mm-hmm. Um, and just took those opportunities as they were presented and did the very best that I could and tried to, mm-hmm. tried to, to elevate in partnership with all of our coaches. I mean, mm-hmm. we had, um, you know, what I would, what I would, regard as some of the best coaches in the entire country Mm. um, from many different sports uh, serving uh, at the same place. But yeah, it was personal. I mean, I think when, when that's the case, um, you, you don't want to screw things up. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you, you don't, you don't want to let people down. Mm. Um, You want to make your alumni proud. You want to make your former teammates proud. Mm -hmm. You want to make, and while that's not, the only thing we're striving for, because, you know, at the end of the day, as believers, right, we're working yeah. towards a common do- goal and we're we're looking to give uh, God the glory mm. um, and working for him and not for man. And, and so um, but I think I would categorize that as it just was it was it had that personal special uh, piece mm. to me that um, that helped drive a lot of that passion and energy and effort towards doing some. Um, some special things. Absolutely,
0: Dr. Smith. And I, I was thinking as you were sharing of how personal that would be to be a part of the athletic department you once played for as well as once attended as, as a student. And so um, just that that unique passion you would have to to strive to be your best and to serve there. I, I think that's a, that's a huge blessing for you. Obviously, it's done wonders in your career and, and God has used that and um, just really a, an awesome part of your story is being able to be the director of athletics at Jerome Amater. Um Such a blessing. And from an outside perspective, Dr. Smith, I feel like everybody would say, well, you're going to start and finish your career um, at DBU. And just would love to hear from you as we're talking about transition today. When did you realize that you may not finish your career at career as a Patriot? And how did that
1: sit with you at first? Yeah, I, I uh, you know, as as a believer, um, you know you you never know you know one of one of the the one of the probably one of the most special things in my life um, in experiences uh, per se was being given a book and going through kind of a small group with the former president at Dbu, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Gary Cook, who's a champion and hero and role model and and very close friend of mine still. Um, but he went through this book with several of us called Experiencing God. Uh, mm-hmm. It's You may have read it before by, by Black and Um, And it was really through that, right, because we all kind of make our own plans and we yeah. chart our own path and uh, chart our own course forward. Um, but one of my favorite verses, um, Jeremiah 29 uh 13 you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart and mm-hmm. so uh yeah I, I think uh you know the lord shows up in mysterious ways and mm-hmm. and puts different calls on uh on your heart um yeah. but you know i i i think to agree with you I, I think uh you know my my thought was that we would spend the rest of our lives at at dbu from a professional standpoint mm-hmm. um the lord had had put something on my heart and you know, opportunities present themselves, and maybe some of the most unexpected mm. uh, times of your life, uh, personally and professionally. And yeah. so, you know, I, the the Lord, the Lord certainly has a path for all mm. of our lives, and and he, you know, he had a, um, you know, wanted to exit the highway and 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 jump on a different highway and mm. start uh, pursuing a, a different challenge and an opportunity. And so, you know, in in many ways, um. You know, we we all we all like I said we all have kind of our own uh, yeah. plans and goals and aspirations and things that we want to do. But the yeah. Lord continues to to show up and say, "Hey, I, I've got something else for you over here." I'm going to stir up this restlessness in your heart, um, and I want I want you to I want you to listen to that. I want yeah. you to follow that. I want you to dig into that, and so. Yeah um it's hard to it's hard to know what that is unless you pursue him and seek him as as he says there in Jeremiah 29:13. Mm.
0: I really appreciate you sharing that Dr. Smith and I love it from the faith perspective because you know we always as as humans especially as Americans we love to plan our lives step by step and and have a foolproof plan of this is where I'm going to be in X amount of years. This is my goal. This is where I think I'll be but so often we see in Scripture and, and in our own lives that those those plans often don't turn out as we as we thought. I always think about Paul and you know before he was Paul he was Saul and he was a Pharisee and he probably had aspirations to be a chief priest or to be something of of that nature and you know certainly that that didn't turn out right. He was he became a missionary for Christ and and that's amazing to see how God used that and so obviously on different scales we can have those those uh, Paul moments in our lives and and we can have those change of change of directions. And so I think for you, that's why I love your story, is there's um, that transition was something that wasn't expected and that God really didn't work through. And on that note, Dr. Smith, I would love to just ask, when did you really feel like, or how did you get clarity from the Lord that this is where He wanted you to go? I think for so many of our listeners, it's hard to decipher our own voice from God's voice, and, and is it my calling or is it God's calling? How did you make that how did you understand that from like deciphering uh, God's voice from your own in, in this transition?
1: Yeah. And that's the difficult thing, you know, and it, it starts with right. The conviction that the Lord puts on your heart um, mm-hmm. and that feeling that he, he gives you the promptings that he puts on your heart. Um, but I also think he puts people in your life for a reason. Uh, that's friends, that's close family, that's loved ones, that's mentors uh, and other leaders that you've had the opportunity to, to grow in relationship with. And I say, you know, for me, it's always been, you know, I'm I'm a big believer in what the Lord has called for mm. us to be in community um and have always valued that. <clears throat> um, you know, faith, family, and friendships is one thing. Those are kind of the the three pillars. Uh, other than college athletics, you could add that in there. But you know, faith, family, and uh, and friendships are yeah. kind of the three F's that I've always That's great. really stood on. Um, and you know, so you know, the faith component, obviously the Lord stirs up that in your heart and and puts that conviction on your heart and and you better you better follow that the older that I've got mm. um you know the more that I've kind of submitted to if the lord puts something on your heart or gives you a feeling or prompts you in some way uh you better sure uh follow that and listen yeah. to that um because that is, you know, him speaking in and through you, or maybe it's in and through others. Um, but you know, family and friends, especially friends that have become like family, are um very, very important to both my wife and I. Yeah. Um and so um it was really those three things um that that kind of helped shape and yeah. um you know, and then at the end of the day, you've got to make you've gotta make a decision. Mm-hmm. Um and You know, trust that whatever you feel that the Lord's Mm. put on your heart and counsel from others is, um, is you know, allowing you to to see it from all these different angles. But you got to make a decision, and you know, I've always been one since I've been a little kid. Mm. um, You know, growing up in the driveway, acting like you're Michael Jordan. You know, with ten seconds left. Like I've always been a big dreamer Mm. too, right? So like, there's there's a part of me that always wants this next challenge. Mm -hmm. That's always wants this next um opportunity um and so that you know that plays into it as well mm. um just kind of that little kid that little dreamer um at heart of yeah. uh of wanting to step out and 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 take a, a chance and take a challenge mm. i love that dr smith and really i love the point too where
0: you know god does give us promptings and he does give us direction through his word especially i always tell people right you know god has only shown himself in in visions to very few people, right? There's those choice people that he does show up in visions or dreams to and, and gives them that direct clarity. But for the rest of us, how do we navigate these things? And it's God's word, right? God's word and prayer and wise counsel in our lives, kind of as you touched on. And uh, I think those things are so, so vital as we walk through this industry of what's best for me, what's best for my family and my faith and, and trying to have people around you, especially Oh, God's word to really guide us. Um, so I love that, and I, d- I did want to ask a I have a question, Doctor Smith. Is from a professional standpoint, how did you determine that North Texas was the place for you based on what they offered and and that new challenge as you talked about?
1: Yeah, the people. Um, you know, the athletic director Jared Mosley at the University of North Texas. Um, I'd known for over a decade, uh, and several of the other people here. Mm-hmm uh, you know, an, an, individual that serves, uh, him and I have served on a board for five or six years together, other individuals that I had known before or knew through other, uh, friends, uh, in the business. But I think, um, you know, the people, I think that'd be the short, short answer. Great. Um, great people, people who, um, share a lot of the same morals and values and, mm-hmm. um, want to chase excellent, relentlessly chase mm-hmm. excellence and, and, uh, and and strive to be the best. And and so um, you know, the people were something that I wanted to to be a part of. Yeah. Um and uh, you know, and it's here in the Metroplex as well. My family lives uh in Austin, my wife's family lives in Houston, and so we're still um, you know, just a few hours away from from each of them. And so yeah, I would I would say ultimately the people. That's great, Dr. Smith. And so often I
0: think from an outside perspective, you see that people make moves based on the size of the conference that the school plays in or the amount of championships they have or the the, the gear that you might get. Those kind of things is what we always as outsiders per- perceive as the reason why people make moves. But oftentimes what I've heard is that it's people, right? It's more about who you work with and going to a department where you might feel more comfortable or whatever that might be. So I love that answer. I think it is for our, for our listeners, it, it's bigger than Sometimes the championships or the brand, right? There's there's more reasons to why you you want to look at a position, in in transition. So I I love that perspective. That's obviously the the more mature way to look at a a transition as opposed to those other reasons. Um, And Dr. Smith, you you did mention family. And outside of being a a director of athletics and working in an athletic department now, um, you are also a husband and a father of two children. How does your family play into this decision to make the transition to North Texas? And for our listeners. How much should family and personal reasons play into making job transitions?
1: You know, I'm sure that uh, folks all over the country maybe have different ways that they or lenses that they look through when making decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, family. You know, if you if you look at it from a from from your immediate family standpoint, I know you know the age of kids is is always been a factor. My two girls are seven and and four and so it was you know a a time where you know kids young kids like dad are resilient Mm -hmm. um to where you know it wasn't going to be as significant as maybe um you know kiddos that are in high school or or getting close to graduation and that you've been at a place for for quite Mm -hmm. some time um but you know family is everything to me as i mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier um you know i come from a family of uh, we're a sports family. My dad played college basketball. Mom played college softball. Mm. My dad or my brother played college golf and played some golf professionally. And God. um, and so college athletics is always something that has been a big part of our lives. And you know, we always grew up with a tradition of any time that we'd travel, you know, across the state or to see family, we'd always stop in and mm. check and see if there was a gym door open, just to look, uh, or a stadium door open at, at mm. colleges and universities. And so. I say all that to say, you know, uh extended extended family, mom, dad, you mm. know, are individuals that that I've always seek counsel from, um, and have a, a pretty uh pretty broad understanding um of college athletics and what that looks like. Mm. Um, you know, my my wife is, you know, my best friend and and mm. uh kind of a, a champion for me and mm. She's a rock star. She was a college athlete as well and was a college coach for a couple of years. And and so, um, you know, having having that support system um, obviously is something that was important to me. Mm. Um, But I think everybody's different. I mean, I think ultimately. you know, when you're making transition decisions, I think the big question is, what do you want? Mm -hmm. You know, what, what's your, what's your end goal? Um, and then maybe try to work backwards, backwards from that. Um, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, it's, it's, what do you want? Um, Mm -hmm. because for me, I've always kind of looked at it wherever I'm at, you know, I want to work alongside people that, Mm -hmm. that I enjoy working alongside um, leaders that I enjoy serving under, um, and then you know what what are you trying to do? I mean, I've always looked at uh jobs and, and this is as I've got older, just as as a ministry um and an opportunity. And so um that rambling a little bit and maybe a longer answer, um, but but more or less I, I do think you know at the end of the day, you 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 kind of you kind of make decisions kind of with your, your end point in mind mm-hmm. and, and try to work backwards from that. Um I think one piece of advice that I was given several years ago is is really if, if you're if you're open and considering making a change you know you know where are the places that you want to go mm-hmm. um who are the leaders that you would love to work for and mm-hmm. so kind of think of it through those lenses um and and build authentic relationships mm-hmm. um build your network um and you know, always kind of have a, have a kind of a calculated approach to it. Um, I know there's some folks who, um, who may take opportunities all over the country. Um, but I think at the end of the day, you know, it all kind of starts with what do you actually want? What are you looking for? You know, what motivates you, what drives you, um, to kind of start with an end in mind, um, and, and try to go about it that way. That's awesome, Doctor Smith. I really
0: do love that, and, and really, I think the point that I want to highlight that you that you mentioned is that motivation. What what is the driving force in your career, and 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 how can you achieve that? Right, and and certainly, as you mentioned as well, as you want to keep it in in God's perspective of what does He want for you, and and, and how can you marry those two things together of your desires and God's desires. So I love that point, and and two on the family front, I you know I think it's it's so hard for our listeners because not many of them have families yet, and and those are—it's not really a consideration for them right now. But you know, certainly as you mature in your career and you have to make these decisions, that does play a role, and it can be so challenging. But you know, I love for you that obviously you stayed in the, as you mentioned, the Dallas area um, to to honor your family in that way and stay close to them. And I think that's um, just something that our listeners, at some point, are going to have to process. And so, love that point. Um, you know, you mentioned too, just the the reality of North Texas and the relationships. But one big difference between Uh, dbu in north texas is the faith component right obviously dbu being a christian school by nature uh, north texas being a a secular school and so we would love to hear from you what have been some of the biggest differences and even challenges that you have faced uh, transitioning to the public school environment how have you navigated those so far
1: yeah i mean they've been they've been they've been really easy i think sometimes you know when i especially when i was at dbu for so long you you don't know what you don't know Hmm. um but as you build relationships with individuals uh, or believers that, uh, that show up to work uh, in corporate America or the, or the marketplace, different organizations and businesses all over the country. I mean, there's, as I mentioned, there's great people here at North Texas, mm-hmm. um, you know, other, other than, you know, the, just the simple difference of being at a, a small private, you know, unapologetically faith-based institution and then transitioning to a a large public institution. There's Mm. there's obviously some uh, just some natural differences there. But to me, to to me, the mission stays the same, you know, for me um, is striving to build relationships, treat people like they want to be treated, um, leading by Mm. example. Um, And so, I'll be, I'll be completely honest with you that that's important to me Mm -hmm. um, being around other like-minded people. But at the end of the day, um, you got to keep the main thing, the main thing Mm -hmm. and wherever you're at. And if we feel that this is where the Lord called us to be, then um, you know, that's exciting. Um, Very uh, incredible transition so far, but Mm -hmm. you know, it's, that's one of those ones that I've always, I've always uh maybe leaned towards being in secular environments and mm-hmm. being in public environments yeah. and being in places. Um mm-hmm. And that's just kind of how I grew up. I mean, I think sports plays a huge part of
0: that. Yeah. And, and I think
1: that's the unique thing about college athletics or professional mm-hmm. athletics. Sports is such, you know, it's the greatest platform in the entire world. Um and regardless of where you're at sports is a vehicle to be able to um build relationships advance the kingdom Mm -hmm. to be able to bridge gaps for people from all over from all Mm -hmm. different backgrounds can come together and Mm -hmm. you know we just so happen to get to to work in kind of the business of sports and the administration of sports Mm and so to To me, while all of that stuff matters Mm -hmm. in terms of the differences at the end of the day, it it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You know, we get get to be we get to be in in sports driven uh, industries uh, and get to be on the business side of it. And so um, that all may not make sense. But in my mind, you know, yes, it's a transition from Mm -hmm. one type of organization to another type of organization um but the main thing stays the main thing right you still you still have to show up every day you still Mm -hmm. have to serve you still have to be a great teammate um you're as as believers you're trying Mm -hmm. to advance the kingdom and in the many ways that that the lord provides Mm -hmm. for you every day i mean that's going to look different every single day and it's an opportunity from my perspective um maybe to, to to witness to mm-hmm. or get to serve in some capacities yeah. that maybe I wouldn't have gotten the opportunity to do that at, at the former yeah. institution. So that's kind of the lens that I look through it. Um, may or may not make sense, but but uh, that's that. that's kind of what what's on my heart.
0: No, I love that, Doctor Smith, because there's there's such a challenge in the minds of I think young believers of oh well a secular school will sh- will shut me down from doing ministry, and I think that's totally not the case as it's the opposite almost of it opens up more opportunities being around maybe some non-believers that you wouldn't be around at a, at a Christian school. And, and kind of a follow-up question, Dr. Smith, if you don't mind, we'd love to hear from you. For, for our listeners, how can they be open about their faith in, in a public school environment? I think that's often a challenge is, well, I'm at this public school now, there's maybe different requirements or different things that I can and cannot say. So how, how can they be open their their secular school environments with their faith
1: one of the greatest and i'll probably screw this up one of the greatest things or uh, pieces of advice um that i ever got was the greatest form of worship is the way that you lead and the way that you work um and there's no better way to honor the lord uh and to glorify him than with hard work um and then the type of person that you are who Mm -hmm. who who's the person that's showing up to work every single day, uh, the effort that you give. And so that's the first thing that comes to mind. Um, you know, the the leading by example piece, even though that that's very cliche, mm. you know, I, I, think, I think that that's so important in the way that we treat one another. And so wherever we're at, regardless of maybe the institution or the organization mm-hmm. that we have the opportunity to come to work to every day, um, you know, I think it's the way that we work, uh, and the example that we lead are the two greatest forms of worship. I mean, you're, yeah. there may be opportunities for you to be able to to witness in, in certain ways, and it's not like we're going around yeah. and um, yeah. pressing um, maybe our faith upon uh, individuals, but it's who we are. It's, it's the example that we set. um, Mm. And it's, it's the quality of work that we do. I I think that are are some of the most important things that we can do as believers, regardless Mm. of where we might uh, show up to work um, every day. And so, um, you know, and I always think back to to mission trips, you know, Mm. we had the opportunity, I had the opportunity to be on about 14 or 15 of them Mm.
0: uh,
1: during my time at, at DBU. And we would take our our student athletes and our teams overseas to serve internationally. And, um, you know, every place that you travel to is different. You're able maybe to do a little bit more in one country, and maybe you're not able to do uh, anything from an evangelizing standpoint in another country, and Mm. you've got to serve, and you've got to love, and you've got to work hard, and you've got to be present. Um, So there's so many ways, uh, I think, that we can – shine a light on uh the kingdom and shine a light on christ um without you know without um maybe words coming out of our mouths um and i'm a big believer in that absolutely dr smith i I love that advice and
0: it's so true right i think there's an element of yes we need to share our faith in those certain opportunities that we're given but i think one of the best ways as you mentioned is character and competency right of having high character and doing your job well great ways to honor Christ. Um, So I love that feedback. And I think for our listeners, there's there's almost a pressure, right, of I'm in this environment, like I need to be like super vocal every day about my faith. And yes, there might be moments where you you should be vocal, but it doesn't have to always be that way, right? Live the life that Christ has, has called you to live and honor him in your actions and in how you work, as you mentioned. And when those opportunities arise, which they might, and I honestly will in most cases, um, that's when, when, when you get to share. And so I appreciate you sharing on that. Really is a challenge for, I think, most people in, in every career field, but I think especially in, in sports. So thank you for sharing there. And you know, Dr. Smith, we'd love to hear from you. As, as our young people make transitions, right, especially as you start your career, um, you're bound to have to make a lot of transitions, um, really from internships to GA positions and et cetera, et cetera. What advice would you give a young professional who is considering or making a job transition right now?
1: I think uh maybe a hit on it a little bit earlier, just about what what are they act what do they actually want? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your first job is not gonna be your last job. Of course, each opportunity that you're provided, you do a very, very good job and, and you leave that a lot better than how you found it. And I think opportunities will follow those who make the most out of the opportunity, mm-hmm. right? And you know I'm, I'm also a believer and you know I, I think in today's world oftentimes folks can get stuck in the trap of of maybe chasing finances or chasing larger salaries mm. um you know i was always a big believer if you want to get paid more do more than what you're paid for um and and seek out opportunities maybe that that individuals don't want to do and and kind of run into those uh head on um run run, in, run into the those fires head on um But I think dream big, you know, I think another maybe this is a Mark Batterson quote. I'm sure I'll screw it up. But, you know, kind of go after a a dream that's destined to fail without divine intervention. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, go go for those big goals, go for those big dreams um, and try to. you know, try to be very intentional about those moves and the path towards that, and seek the Lord. You know, it's that Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen. You know, seek Him with all your heart. Um, you're not going to be able to get promptings, or the Lord's not going to be able to speak to you if you're if you don't listen. Um, you know, and and how do we listen? How do we take that step back? How do we um, really think deeply about? <clears throat> where is it that i'm wanting to go what what mm-hmm. do i want to do and maybe you don't know that you know maybe maybe it is you want to work at a at a large institution okay we'll chart a path and a plan for that maybe you want to be at a small institution chart a path and a plan for that build those relationships you know kind of put um you know, feet to your prayers and mm-hmm. steps to to some of those thoughts um, and think through it that way. I, I had always been somebody who's like, okay, well, this is what I want to do. I'm just going to work hard, show up every day. Mm-hmm. And while th- that's very important, I do think as folks are trying to think through their career, um, especially as they start to, to have a family is, you know, be very intentional about what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, it's going to come down to what do you actually want, yeah. um, from a professional career? I mean, what, what's, what, what's important to you, what matters most. Mm. And I think if you're going to look at it through that lens, I mean, that's going to help kind of guide some of those steps. And so, mm. um, the fundamental stuff, I'm a big yeah. believer in the in yeah. kind of the fundamentals. As mm. I mentioned earlier, you, you, you show up, you work hard, you treat people like you want to be treated mm. regardless of the circumstances. Yeah. Um, and you build authentic relationships. And I think, I think great things will happen. A lot of things Mm. will take care of themselves, but I think building a plan as best as folks can from, from somebody who, who that's out of my nature. And, um, but like when you, when you start to kind of look at it that way, I think Mm. that'll at least help. Absolutely. Dr.
0: Smith, that's, that's so good. And I really do think for our listeners, that is a challenge, right? And I loved your point, too, on the financial aspect of it. That is, I think, such a temptation is is chase the money. But, you know, obviously, as believers, that's not the ultimate goal. It matters, right? There's a place for it, but it's not the ultimate goal. And so really uh, having an, an ear to listen to the Lord, right, not to tell him, you know, God, I want to do this, so get me there, right? It's like, no, God, what do you want from me? Like, how can I be obedient to where you're calling me? So. Great advice there. And I think for our listeners, that is very beneficial for them as they continue pursuing these careers in uh, college and pro sports. And, you know, lastly, Dr. Smith, for our listeners who are unfamiliar with uh, ADs for Christ, I mentioned it in the intro, but obviously you are now the the president of ADs for Christ. I'd love for you to just share a quick snippet about the ministry as well as the impact it has had on your faith journey.
1: Yeah. So the ministry started uh, seven years ago uh, with by three individuals Lee De Leon. Um, who's now at Middle Tennessee, uh, Tommy McClellan, who's at Vanderbilt, uh, and Jay Jacobs, uh, who's at the University of of Florida. And, uh, you know, in short, the ministry strives to advance the kingdom through college athletics. And so there's been Mm -hmm. a summer event uh, every year in in July. The one coming up is July 14th uh, and 15th at Belmont University in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, We also do a Friday fellowship um, where we have a speaker, you know, once a month that comes on mm-hmm. and, and provides a, a devotional or encouraging message. Um, but like men, other ministries across the country, whether it's FCA or Nations of Coaches or mm-hmm. Athletes in Action, you know, our kind of our our target and our mission is is for the hearts uh, of college athletics administrators. It's a tough business. Um, it's a grueling business at time. It's also a rewarding business mm-hmm. um, just from a relationship standpoint. But, you know, we're, we're a 501c3 uh, nonprofit organization, official organization uh, mm. with our own bylaws and a board of directors. Um, and so adsforchristinfo.com is, is the website for folks want to learn a little bit more. Yeah, um, adesforchristinfo at gmail.com is, is our email address. Mm-hmm. We are obviously on social media as well. But... You know, the heart of the ministry is is service the heart of the mm-hmm. ministry is prayer um, because yeah. um, we all yeah. know in whichever organization or sector you work in 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 our country uh, we need we need more of the gospel and we need yeah. more of uh, you know kingdom advancers and those yeah. who uh, you know, have a heart for, for ministry in that in that regard. And so uh, that's just a little bit of the organization. I mentioned the website, uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, I've had the, it's been an honor and a privilege getting to serve on the board and in some different capacities. And, um, you know, it's it's certainly an, an organization and a ministry that's helped change my life through, through relationships. It's amazing, Dr. Smith. And I, I can even speak from experience on that. I've been to two 80s for
0: Christ events in my time at USG, and I've really just been impressed with the uh, first of all, the speakers, right? You guys have brought on some great speakers. Trent Dilfer was there one year when I attended, and really loved hearing from him. And just you know, really the fellowship that that exists um, is really incredible. And, and even for our groups that have gone as young professionals, you guys have done a great job in pouring into them and giving them a chance to learn and network from you. So, um, you know, Doctor Smith, as busy as you are, I am incredibly thankful uh, for your time, and look forward to hearing uh, how your testimony will encourage the next generation of uh, Christian sport professionals.
1: Hey no, I appreciate the time. It's it's been an honor and a privilege and, and happy to happy to help.
0: If you want to get involved with Uncommon Sports Group and the mission that we are on to help you navigate the sport industry as followers of Christ, apply for our academy on our website at uncommonsg.org. That's uncommonsg.org. Be sure to catch new episodes of the uncommon podcast every other week on Thursdays at midnight Eastern time. Until next time, we pray that you will strive to be uncommon by glorifying the name of God in whatever you may do. See you next time.